Welcome back to another episode of On the Bench with Beaks. I am your humble host, Cody Beacon, and with me, as always, is Ross Moormeyer. Hey, what's up, guys? Bryce McMillan. Hey, good to be here. And Daniel Beatty. Hello, everybody. So today we're going to go in a different, a uh, little bit of a different kind of uh, direction with uh, On the Bench with Beaks today. We, we are going to try to answer the age-old question... What sport is the most athletic, all-encompassing sport out there? Um, this is going to be pretty fun. We've uh, we've all decided to you know take a look at probably the uh, the top four sports around the world. We're talking basketball, baseball, football, and soccer, and we're going to compare it to hockey and and maybe have a little bit a bit of a d- debate about. Uh, whether you know uh, hockey players can do that or the other players can play hockey, so um, we all, like I said, we all kind of uh, chose the sport. I know uh, Daniel, you got soccer. Ross, you've got uh, football. Um, Bryce, you got baseball, and uh, I I got basketball. So um, we're gonna uh, we're not gonna have any hockey day in history. We're gonna jump right into this. So. Uh, who would like to go first and um, maybe just kind of like give an outline of why you chose the sport and um, like what uh, and, you know, how it compares. All right. Sure, I'll hop on in there. Yeah. Hop on in I was there. about to say, don't, yeah. don't, don't everybody just jump at it. Uh, <laughs> We're just so oh, polite yeah. to each other. Yeah. yeah. Just like, oh, no, no, no. You go yeah. first. You go I first. hate to interrupt somebody, but I don't want right. to be rude. Yeah, well, um, but no, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely hop in there, guys. So um, I took on baseball, uh, the good old American pastime sport, right? <laughs> so this is a sport that, you know, I – you know, I respect um, it's fun to play, but necessarily not the funnest sport to watch. And as a hockey player myself, I think, you know, there's a lot of comparisons that I think um, that we should definitely look at when it comes to the sport in terms of, you know, um, what it, an athletic capability is like in both sports, the length of the season, all these things. So I'll kind of hop into it, you know, with some statistics here. Um, baseball players. Um, we're talking mainly MLB. Um, they run less than tenth of a mile in a single game, um, and let me break that down. So it's less than a hundred yards. It's it's less than uh, about it's about one hundred. Seriously? Feet. Yeah, it's like yeah. one hundred and it's a one hundred ninety-eight feet per game that they're about <laughs> that they're running. Okay, so I was comparing that to hockey, um, and it's like average, a shift. <laughs> yeah, right. Less less than that. Um, so in hockey, a typical hockey player uh, is will skate about five miles per game, and that's 410 miles in just one season. Wow. Wow. All right. Wow. Right. And so you sit here and you think about how often um, these baseball players are sitting and standing. You know, it's, 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 a, it's a really stagnant sport, right? Um, so I just think in general, you just look at the fitness um, and you look at uh, just how in shape these guys are. Um, I think hockey players are definitely more of a fit athlete for sure. Um, but on the other hand, base, these two sports, they play games every other day, essentially, right? Baseball has a 162-game season. Hockey, on the other hand, has 82 games. Yeah, it's right? basically doubled, right? It's basically doubled. And that's not counting playoff games, essentially, right? 
So you're looking, you're looking at that, and hockey is just one of those sports where it you're getting pounded every every other day. You're getting into many car accidents all the time. When literally in baseball, you, the most contact you might ever see is a runner running into the, the the catcher, right, trying to hit the home plate. Or maybe you'll see some ridiculous fighting that happens in baseball where no one really wants to fight each other. It's just a big dog pile, right? When in, when in hockey, yeah, you can literally score up with each other, duke it out, and it's a really, really fun thing to watch. It's so it does a toughness to hockey that I think overcomes baseball for sure. Um, and let's talk about, you know, some of the uh, unwritten um, scenes that go on behind hockey, right? People sometimes might chew tobacco, but that's behind the scenes. And over here in baseball, you're chewing tobacco while you're playing the damn game. <laughs> Good for you. A guy at third base has like a gigantic bag of seeds in his back pocket. He's just chewing on the entire time. That that or they'll make their 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 Scooby snacks, as I call them, where you take like big leaf chew, then they'll take their whole leaf tobacco and they'll roll it up in there, and then they'll chew on that too. Which yeah, it, that's gnarly, gnarly as hell right there. I love this point about like how you can be leisurely during the sport you're playing because. I'll just throw one in there too. When I lived in Australia, I thought it was really funny learning cricket. And there's a smaller, shorter <laughs> version of cricket. But I was like, the long one, I was like, wait a minute. There's a mandatory lunch break in this sport? <laughs> okay. I'm in. <laughs> but also, food, I was like, so I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's like, oh, it's tea time. And I was like, what the fuck? Oh, that's part of it. Oh, what the hell? <laughs> like, yeah. like, how is this like, okay, I, I know cricket is like a tangent. And those guys have like incredibly hurling strength like baseball again. And they make athletic plays like baseball players in the field. But for all intents and purposes, if your sport has a mandatory lunch break, sorry, next. Yeah. <laughs> or you're going to well, stop and sing a song hello. in the middle of the game. Yeah. Oh yeah, seventh inning stretch, right? Yeah. Let's show uh, all... yeah. Exactly. It's to make sure they're still awake, right? Right. <laughs> all right, now let's stretch it out there, girls. Yeah, see so like everybody's still with us, everybody's still alive. Um see like the one thing uh the one thing that I uh really wanted to kind of like look at with uh baseball and hockey is um the pitcher's arm strength compared to a uh, a slap shot in the NHL where like almost like average average fastball is what they r- range around at least 90 miles an hour um, yeah. and I mean yeah and that's that's an incredible strength but then you still in uh, in hockey you still have guys that are, are averaging about like at least at 80 to 90 sl- uh, hour slap shots moving like within seconds of you know, uh, uh, of of passing a puck or, or or coming down, coming down the ice. You know, these shots off the fly are just about the same, uh, the same like miles per hour as these uh, as as these pitches. That like you know, uh, if you've ever watched a baseball game, it seems like it takes forever for a pitcher to even uh, throw a ball. Sometimes, you know. So I just kind of like um, the. And, and not to not to maybe like uh, well obviously actually yeah to uh, to kind of put put this in perspective yeah the the batter does have this responsibility to go up and hit like a ninety eight mile an hour fastball but I mean then you look at it uh, in hot in in like a hockey point of view I mean a goalie's got to step in front of that so I mean who who's really like you know 
who's really getting the worst of these kind of things, you know? Right. Well, have you ever seen a baseball player get hit with the ball in the arm? How they react oh, to yeah. it? Yeah. Compared to when you see a guy take a uh, puck to the back of the calf. I mean, <laughs> it's it, – it, they're too – I mean, they're, they both hurt pretty bad. But I feel like, in general, you get to walk to a base that, that ha- happens to you, right? Like, okay, the ball hits you. You get to walk to the base. On the other hand, in hockey, it's it's almost, you know, it's an honor to stop a shot. You know, it's like – it's something that people are just like, that is respectful, and it takes a lot of guts to do that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's really funny when you look at how both athletes react to – um, when a puck or a baseball hits oh, them. I can't wait to talk yeah. about soccer later, but yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but actually, can I take this one a little bit further with like the the shot speed versus pitch speed thing? Because oh, absolutely. Um, I, I got to give baseball players a little bit of cred here, and this is why. Oh, yeah. Um, the shot is that fast because the player is putting momentum behind a stick, which acts as a whip, which like propels a puck forward. So a lot of the force you're putting into uh, a piece of equipment that then will force that other thing in our case, a puck very hard. And you're also moving while that's happening. So you have your kinetic energy behind you, which helps with the overall speed. You compare that to a baseball pitcher, they start stationary. They're responsible for all of their momentum from a uh, stopped position. And the lever that they use to create that speed is all their own equipment. It's their arm. So it's pretty impressive to me that a baseball pitcher can do what they do. And I understand why they can only last like six or seven innings. And that's why, despite all of the other players playing like every, every, maybe five days a week during the season, in some cases, the pitcher needs like seven to 10 days to recover in the rotation. So props to pitchers in that respect. Absolutely. And I mean, you gotta, you gotta, yeah, you kind of got to give it up for catchers too. Cause I mean, uh, most of the time, you're 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 playing most of these games, and you're getting different pitchers that are still throwing to like 80, 80 to ninety miles per hour every night, and you're you're literally putting your body just like a, a say a hockey player to block this or a goalie to block these shots. And I mean, let's let's be honest here; they have way less. Uh, they do have way less protection, and yet you. That that hand is taking all of that brunt energy, right? Uh, every night, every pitch, and I mean, think of how many pitches they're thrown in you know a game. Yeah, you ever heard like a mic on a catcher's knees when he goes into the catching position? It's like Rice Krispies in a bowl of cereal, man. It's yeah, insane. yeah. <laughs> um. And then I think another reason why a puck just hurts so much gosh darn more when you get hit by it is like there's edges on that thing. Like a baseball is like round. So the like pain can more easily dissipate. Um, And one's galvanized frozen rubber and the other one's like a little bit softer leather on the outside. So, you know, I I, I can see why a, a, a guy roided up with huge arms bigger than my legs can like walk down to first. But uh, you throw a 90 mile an hour slap shot behind a guy who can't do one pull up in training camp and it's going to hurt like a motherfucker. And, right. well, and, 
you actually bring up a really good point. I mean, uh, just with the steroids too. Uh, I, 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 I'd be remiss if I was to not mention that um, baseball is has almost become synonymous with steroid use. And I mean, let, uh, we, we, I mean, if if we're gonna talk about it, I mean, let's talk about let's talk about the entire sport. And I feel like uh, you know, using using uh, in uh, you know athletic enhancing substances is just, I mean, it really takes all of the purity and, you know, dignity out of the game when you're using such, um, such, you know, awful kind of like really detrimental drugs to perform in a sport that, I mean, may not be as truly as athletic as other sports. So I just, um, in in my eyes, you know, it's it's uh, it's truly the same as cheating. And I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I mean, there's been people, uh, players in other sports that have been doping, but it just seems that baseball is just uh, constantly under fire. Maybe not so much lately, but I mean, for a really long time. I mean, you look at players like Mark McGuire, Barry Bonds, Jose Canseco. Like some of the Sammy biggest, Sosa, yeah. Sammy Sosa, yeah. Uh, Pete Rose was more of just an asshole that liked to bet on the games, but I see your point. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, he was but, using uh, steroids too. He, he he got popped for that, and then he also got popped for for fucking hedging the bet on sports and uh, in baseball, basically. Well, yeah, yeah, he was betting against his own team while managing the Reds. It was pretty ridiculous, um, right? Did any so, of us play baseball yeah. growing up? Uh, I did. Like, yes, I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, okay. Because yeah, the other thing I was wondering about was just like to mash taters like those guys do. Um, I got to the level where I was still only just using aluminum bats, and I was thankful for that because it allowed me to like feel like I was a pro player. Hitting a baseball 400 feet with a wooden bat is really impressive. What oh, the yeah. thing that like is interesting to me, and I don't really know. I'm actually a golfer, and I can tell you this for a fact. It doesn't matter how hard you swing the golf club; it's more about your swing speed, which is based off of your technique. So what I'm yeah. saying is, like, I wonder in baseball, like, did the roids really? Of course, it helps mash baseballs, but more as a compensation for having bad technique, or is the strength like? required no matter what like i don't know the answer to that because i see guys with thin bats like hit home runs every now and then um so i i feel like at a certain point in baseball yes strength really does help dominate rather than technique as opposed to something like golf where i can still drive the ball about 280 but i'm only a guy that's about 155 and right. so it's like, that doesn't make much sense to people, but it's like, I just have a good tempo and my swing speed is there. I'm not swinging hard. I've just got good technique. So can you guys comment on that? I'm very curious about that. I, I don't know. I mean, it is probably some strength that's involved with that, but I mean, there's also been like the roids and then they have guys who have started corking their bats and stuff. So, I mean, it, that kind of just puts a blemish on that whole entire area as well. Cause God, you cork a bat, you could, you know, basically you could loft home runs like every drive single that, night, drive that thing every, out of a fucking stadium. 
Oh, easily, dude. Yeah. It, uh, where you look like, I because I used to be a huge Colorado Rockies fan until the ownership kind of ruined it up. Sorry, I had a frog frog in my throat. But uh, yeah, no, Dante Bichette and like the Blake Street Bombers and stuff. And those Andres guys were Colorado. doing that. Oh yeah, the, all the Blake Street Bombers. They were doing Larry that Walker. nine in and nine out with no roids, nothing. That was just sheer talent. So if you look at players like that compared to people who have tried to cheat the system, they didn't need all that stuff. They actually believed in the sacredness of, like, the game, in a sense. They wanted to keep that within the game of baseball, unlike your Mark McGuire's and these guys who are corking bats and, you know, doing roids and stuff like that and getting popped for it. And they're just like, well, uh, 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 uh. no, you knew what you were doing. You got caught you should be fined heavily or not play for however many games or be kicked out for the season for sure. Like that's the one thing that I've always thought ridiculous with baseball is that they just slap these guys like lightly on the hand, basically. Yeah. You know, and instead of keeping like the sacredness of the sport, because it's almost basically turned it into like a circus in a sense. Yeah. Now it's kind of starting to get back into the sacredness of that game nowadays but god when we were growing up in like the 2000s and stuff it was just a like a sideshow circus dude yeah and i think and i mean uh to like i think my answer to your question dan i think um i think a lot of it is uh desperation to stay relevant in the game i think uh and also i think a lot of it goes into you know as you grow older, you know, your technique has to change and these guys want to take shortcuts. So your, your batting technique doesn't have to change. It's more just about strength and just jacking them out of the park by, you know, by using these steroids and um, the desperation to stay relevant in the game kind of, I think, really adds a lot to that too. So um, that's that's kind of my answer to the question. I mean... Obviously, I mean, I didn't play like, uh, you know, pros or even minor pros, but I mean, I think a lot, a lot, I mean, any, any pro athlete, uh, will say once you start getting older, um, there's that desperation to stay relevant in the game and to still, you know, produce as much as you did, uh, say, you know, when you were a young player. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. Absolutely. Sorry, it's Bryce. Pretty, I know I took yeah. us down a really big tangent there, but it was really <laughs> cool to talk about that. No, yeah, no, I, totally. I mean, it's it's one of those things that's unfortunate, but I like to, you know, still have integrity in the sport a little bit here. Um, it's only a select few players who have done that. Um, I think it's been a long time since anyone has really, like, gotten the shaft on um, anything crazy at MLB besides, like, what was it? A team recently was, like, hitting a trash can or like recording other teams plays uh-huh. and stuff like that. So Astros. Yeah. There's, yeah. There's, a, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. Um, but in, ter- in terms of comparing the sports though, I want to talk about reaction time. Um, you look at how, you know, a pitcher will, Ooh, will nice. They will throw, you know, a ball pretty quick at 90 miles an hour. They think he could be shooting back at them 120. Um, and they could, you know, either stop and catch it or, or they can, or somebody else is have to react to that. Just like you would have to react to a pass 
on the ice. You know, there's a certain amount of time and space that's acquired for you to react and to get to a certain spot to make a play. So I like, you know, seeing plays in baseball where you see an outfielder who is reacting and he's running, he's sprinting, he dives and catches his ball for an out, then ends up throwing it to second. Um, so that's, that's those are, or you see people like Nolan Arenado, a really important position is shortstop. And where these guys are, you know, they're blocking the ball with their body, they're picking it up and swinging it over um, to first base. And so and they're doing it sometimes from, from their knees. So reacting time and their accuracy is pretty amazing too. And in hockey, you know, you, you have a pretty big net to shoot at. Um, but in baseball, you're really trying to just hit somebody's mitt and do it as fast as you can. And That's so true. it's, and so I see that you see a lot of, you know, positional play too, where you'll see the pitcher, they'll run out to center field to meet up with their left fielder to catch a pass to get it to third base. Um, so you'll see a lot of like different plays like that happening in hockey too, where you'll see your defense been dropped down to the corner and you'll see a wing hop up a defense in the, when you're attacking. So there's a lot of X's and O's between hockey and baseball that I don't think that are set up, but there's plays that happen um, that are, that are just really subtle um, that make the game go really smoothly. More hmm. reactionary than anything. That, yeah. Yeah. Bryce, dude, that was really good. Yeah. I, um, what's, what got me thinking there too, was like the game within the game of baseball and how, you might have one out and a guy on first, and so you want to advance that guy to third. So a very important strategy of that next batter is to get that guy over to another place on the diamond that makes it a very uh, difficult place to throw the ball from. Like The further the distance, the harder it is on the player to get the ball there before the out. So you get coaches telling the batter, okay, the guy's on first. We got to get this guy to third. We have one out we're going to hit it to the right side of the field. And so you'll loop, like, even if you like fly it into first, that's enough of a, uh, a play for the guy to get um, from second to third, for example, because it's further, you know, tag up time and stuff. So that's like real good strategy because sometimes they look at batters and outs and it's like, Oh, he flied out. He wasn't doing anything there. And it's like, actually there's a reason he flew out to left field instead of right field or something like that which is cool. And then the other thing you said about reaction time, totally true. Like those infielders, man, are incredible. Like how they can quickly react and get it to first and their targets smaller and stuff like that. Yeah. And I it mean, is. And <clears throat> go Cody. Uh, what, uh, what really uh, blows my mind about, you know, um, baseball is when, you know, a batter, you know, he just, he just jacks it straight back to uh, the pitcher. And, you know, I mean, the, the guy still has enough reaction time to get, like, a glove in front of it before it just smashes his face. You know, Snags I, it from I've, the air. Yeah. <laughs> I've, always, I've always just been completely, like, uh, just bewildered by, you know, that kind of reaction time. Yeah, it it's, it's it's imperative for most sports to have great reaction time, for sure. I mean, that's for every sport. Um, but you know, one of the things I wanted to point out too is, um, just a cool number is that, you know, baseball players only have average three at bats per game. And okay. So that's three at bats per game and, and hockey players are touching the ice, gosh, sometimes five, 10 times in a period. And they're out there for, oh, for 30 seconds to 45 seconds, sometimes a minute or two, depending on the, um, end of the ice you're in offensive or defensive. But you look at that, and you know some of these guys are also skating around for sometimes fifteen, almost twenty minutes, 
in a single game. And, he, and again, that's that I brought up, you know, with baseball players. You know, you don't, you're not moving a whole lot, especially if you're only up there swinging the bat three times in the game. And a good average is, you know, 0. 0.300, which is about three out of 10 hits. If you can hit three balls out of every 10 times you're up to bat, they consider that pretty good. So it kind of tells you how hard it is to really hit a ball from, I think, from home plate, even just in the center field. I think they say that uh, hitting a fastball is one of the hardest things in sports in general. Um, the the other one that's up there is actually taking a one-timer in hockey. Yeah, yeah. it is. It is. Well, sweet. I think that was uh, a really great start, boys. Um, what, what do you What do you guys yeah. think? Uh, uh, do you guys want to move on, or are you, uh, Bryce? Do you have anything else you want to kind of like add to the? The baseball heap. I'll just throw something in there real quick. Um, there was uh, two athletes I want to bring up. Because baseball is one of those sports that's it's relatively easy to learn, relatively easy to pick up if you're athletic enough. I know two athletes such as Bo Jackson. He was um, – he, he played for the, for the L.A. Raiders, but was also Dude. a white so- – or a, a – um, what was it? A Kansas City Royals player. So he was yep. doing two sports at once. And then was it Michael mm-hmm. Jordan – after his career with the Bulls, he went and played baseball too. So it's one of those sports yep. where if you're athletic enough, you can definitely play it. Which is why I think uh, hockey players definitely. are also in that. Hockey players are right up there with um, the athletes that can play baseball just as easy. So that's all I wanted to put in. So wait, wait, are you kind of bringing that up as like baseball is maybe less of a specialized thing because you can see pro athletes play it and another sport, but you don't see like dual athlete hockey and something else? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I agree with that. Yeah, um, I, I could definitely agree as well. I mean, like, the biggest difference between everything we've talked about is, like, one takes place on a completely different surface requiring a completely different skill, which is skating, right? Like, um, I, I loved that, though, because it also made me think of, like, Deion Sanders, primetime. And then you also have uh, like a lot of NFL players like Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson. Those guys were drafted. Wilson by the Yankees. Uh, Mahomes, I don't remember. But also you had, um, who's the QB down in Arizona right now? Murray. He's the first athlete, I believe, to go uh, get drafted in the first round of two different pro sports leagues. So that's insane too, right? Hey, but, oh, yeah, let's I, talk Tim Tebow. <laughs> oh, what? Yeah, Tim, oh, yeah. Tim, Tim, Tim Tebow used to play baseball and, and uh No, but Tebow didn't get drafted in the first round of the MLB draft no. and the NFL draft, no, which is insane. No. Um, but yes, yeah, yeah, Tebow. Tebow time. <laughs> is he still playing with the Mets organization? Not relevant, doesn't matter. No, um, he's probably pl- if he is, he's playing the triple a- for the triple A team. That's it. Yeah, he's still he's still in the triple A's. <laughs> I mean, respect. Yeah. I admire that for sure. He had a home run last season. One thing I love about NHL is that they're fans. They're fans. You got fo- crazy football fans. I mean, you got bu- the Buffalo Bills. Let's go, baby. Well, I hope they they do some work in the playoffs this year. I'm sorry. <laughs> I had but, to sneak that no. one in. Oh, <laughs> they're the, no, I, well, that I had to. But they're the craziest fans, dude. We went to a Broncos game, and they're getting drunk and, like, doing front flips. 
I, I don't do that, but they're doing front flips off of like buses into like tables. It's WWE like tailgating, oh, man. It's yeah. no. <laughs> most people they charge for everything. Oh no, no, come and eat, eat and be happy, and yeah, we'll just hang out and have a good time. That's why I have the the shirt. It drinks well with others, basically, because it's true. But um, to get back to the the fans, their attendance and their dedication to hockey. I mean, you're averaging about two, uh, 22, 000, uh, uh, 22 million fans who have went to games over a whole entire span to where there's only 17 million NFL, ga- NFL attendance uh, games that had that, I guess, huge fan base. There's a little bit bigger of a draw, it looks like, for, I mean, for fans to show up to games and actually be at the live events. But you also have once again the eighty-two 16 games versus eighty-two. 16. Yeah, yeah. The stadiums fill a lot more. But if you look at that, the average attendance over a whole entire season—I mean, football is a little bit lower. But I feel that hockey's just got a better just following and just a, you know, and just a fan base in most of their, those base. areas. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's, uh, I want to talk about the the penalty aspect of uh, football and hockey. You know where it's like it in, in football you get to like go back like ten plus yards, right? But I feel like in hockey you you get that player down. You're a player down, right? Oh yeah. And so what that and what that does is it makes your team so much more tired. Like you've seen teams in two minutes and do a power play. And they're almost like hands on knees. Like they can't even like breathe. They're just like trying to get off the ice. So good. You're right. Yep. So like you're, I mean, it's crazy how, you know, football, you're backed up, but in hockey, it's, you're, it's like, you you really do hurt your team. I feel like a little more just by energy expenditure than you do on yards, but it's kind of want to see what you guys think about that. That's a great point. I love that point. Like it, your, your, your actions affect your team's energy more than it could in football. For sure. Right. No, yeah. and that, I was going to get to that eventually. But yeah, no, I like that you brought that up, Bryce. But I would say that it hurts a lot more for, you know, an NHL team to take the penalty than an NFL team. Because you can, if you got a good running back or a good wide receiver or slot receiver, you can make up that 10 yards like that. And he could get another 5 to 10 yards. So you've already basically made up your yardage right there. So I don't think it's as big of a deal for the penalties in the NFL. Well, it's also just the way the league is structured. Imagine if the next play, because of that, it was like yardage penalty plus you were down one less player than the other team for that. Yeah, what if, yeah, what if, yes. what, yeah, yeah. What if you had like a misconduct penalty where you, you know, you can't have a running back for the next two minutes. It's, it's a completely different kind of uh, situation. When you when you oh, kind of yeah. like uh, put it into hockey rules, and so I mean, yeah, I think I think the I think in hockey it um you need to be more prepared and more uh more creative with being a man down for an extended period of time rather than you know maybe just lose a little bit of yardage on the next play. You have to be you have to be in shape and uh, be prepared to work. Like at like at least two times as harder because you're losing these guys, you know. Yeah. So, but there's a uh, there. 
Uh, there's another thing I actually wanted to kind of like uh, gauge your guys' opinion here. Um, Ooh, shoot, and shoot, I, shoot. And I think um, this kind of, uh, you know, the hockey is not known for having set plays. Just, uh, I mean, to uh, like, you know, like a, a casual fan that's not, you know, as deeply ingrained with hockey as, say, like, you know, a lot of like us or, you know, other hardcore hockey fans that I think uh, a point that gets missed a lot is that there are set plays in hockey. Yeah. But, um, and, and, and that correlates with, uh, uh, you know, football. I mean, obviously every play, even like the defense, even the defense in football has set plays, you know, blitzes or, you know, a nickel or dime package kind of, and, but um, I think where um, I think where hockey really stands out is the um, that yeah you have these set plays that you sure you'd really like to get off, but um, hockey is you know it's it's so unpredictable that you know if say if you don't win a faceoff, you know that whole that whole set play goes to shit. So they. I feel like yep. there there's a lot more room in hockey for creativity rather than football. Yeah. So I Good wanted point. to see how you guys feel about that as well. Well, and I mean, yes and no, depending on the position. If you got like a free safety or something like that, yeah, you've got all the, you know, you can work with the whole entire backfield. You get what I'm saying? But usually you have a set play and you right. – are in that so I don't know I feel that yeah you're right with the creativity standpoint I really like that I mean I think on a set play in football it's like wide receiver go from here to there and you have to run a route and there's definitely an area of creativity involved in doing that just like with the quarterback like you can see Mahomes do no look passes even though that is the drawn play or you yeah. could have Drew Brees look the entire field down the left-hand side to draw the safety there so that he throws it then to the right-hand side. Like exactly. The play is to throw it to the right-hand side, but that's the quarterback being creative and executing that play. So there's absolutely that aspect of football. And the thing that makes hockey better, in my opinion, and more piggybacking off of Cody's point is that is all within a confined 10 seconds again, usually. Yeah. And hockey, you're, you might have like a set play uh, off the face-off, or you might have like a system that you're running on the power play. And so these are absolutely like X and O type situations like football, but it's very much reactionary over a longer period of time. Therefore, it's your whole team working together to do that. And that is way more creative, in my opinion, than what can happen in a given football play. Right. uh, A more in-depth cohesiveness, I think I would say. Right. And, I mean, there's you got to get the pass across. There's Usually there's a lot of ways to do that. As a player, you have to know your other teammates to know that if you need to make a backdoor pass – Maybe the way that you do that is you pass it first to the defenseman who fakes and then they pass it back and you're all on the same page about that working out. 
or yeah. maybe you're coming down on a two on one as a forward and you got to get it to the guy across the ice. You can do a stop and then a pass across. You could do a saucer, a pass across, or you could shoot it low on the goalie opposite corner. So his pad kicks it out to that player. And you have to make all of those decisions within like a fraction of a second. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, And I think a good example of that too, is like layering your in hockey, you do something called layering your, your offense and defense. Right. So as your offense comes up the ice, you might have your a defense slide up and you know, have your wingers drop back a little bit to create more of that layer. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And uh, just, just one more point I want to make, um, uh, you know, in football, it's, it's, I feel like you have so much more time to plan and uh, really, uh, really build, uh, build focus on one, uh, just one aspect of the game. I mean, you've got, uh, you've got a, a period of time, you know, four downs where you're only focusing on offense and the other team's only focusing on defense. Whereas hockey, you really you need to be focused on all aspects of the game at the very same time. Oh yeah, I agree with that because you've got those beauty like two way players, buddy. And without that, you wouldn't have those floaters basically that'll help you on the front and the back end. And well, yeah, I feel that that's heavily used in hockey, which I love. Everybody well, yeah. has to be knowledgeable on that whole entire thing. At the, at oh, the yeah. very same time, there's not one time where you can just say, maybe possibly on power plays where you can more focus on offense, but yeah. uh, or on the, and then the same with the uh, penalty kill, you can focus more on defense. Yet it's still um, the game is still so um, you know it's it's so uh, multi-dimensional that you always have to be focusing on all aspects of the game, rather in football where you get you get four downs to mainly focus on one part of the game. Yeah. And yeah. I mean to 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 take that just that extra step there, it's like um both sports are designed around the concept that the team that scores more than the opponent wins. And so there's an offense versus defense battle going on, but not looking at the sport but the athlete you have offensive players and defensive players in football you don't have yeah. that in hockey to the same extent you have forwards and defensemen sure but the ask of that athlete is very much different very yeah. much different yeah exactly so well you can break it down into either even mini genres from that you got your offensive defensemen and you've got your two-way forwards and shit, too. To our football, you can't be like, oh, all right, you're going to go in and play nose tackle or something like that. You can't and pick then next... another dude. Yeah, you can't pick then... another player to do that guy's job. That yeah, guy it's... has a specific job. Yeah, you can't ask a nose tackle to like go in at one play. And you know, be the nose tackle, and then next play, you know, run a, run a, run as a quarterback. You know, yeah. and so it's have him run routes as a wide receiver. It, it, you're insane. A yeah, it's pound guy running a twenty yard route. Yeah, so in in that <laughs> sense, I feel like uh, football is a little less dimensional. 
I mean, yes. if you want to, if if you want to get really into it, I mean, obviously in like college football, you do see a, a like you know offensive players playing defense, but I mean, once you get to a pro level, it's really not like that. You're either specialized, you know, you are this guy, or you know, you're not playing. Yeah, that's right. That's why you have your guys like Pop Rose. You know, for the Broncos, I think he played years and years ago, but he was just a big, stocky guard. And they called him Pot Roast because that's what he looked like, just a big old Pot Roast just sitting in a pan, man. He's just a yeah. big, big motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, do you <laughs> that, see that kind that of guy, guard... you know, and you don't see that guy running like 40-yard routes or 15, 20-yard no. routes, you know? he is not a multifaceted player to where hockey lets you – have the once again going back to that, which I love you brought that up, is the creativity. And also that they you have guys that can possibly come up and play offense for a little bit on the defensive end. You, well yeah, you, I mean you, you don't have that you equal saw, swap over in football. Yeah, you saw it last year. I mean Jared Bednar used Mark Bear Barbario on the wing for yes. a couple games last year. I remember that. You, know? you and I were very yeah. confused. <laughs> but I mean, that's the thing is that in in hockey, you can you can take a guy and say, "All right, well, I mean, even on power plays, you see uh, wingers or you know centermen playing the point on on power plays, yeah. or Chara screening the goalie in front of the net." Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, just in comparison to, you know, bringing our conversations that we had with Gabe up last week, you know, at a certain point, you know, as a pro athlete, you're expected to do certain things, right? And so I feel like really, really in football, coaches are about, you know, finding what works for a certain player and designing plays that tailor that specific player's skill set. Where in hockey, it's, you know, this is a design play that you're just expected to run and know how to do. Um, you're, you're in hockey. In hockey, you're kind of almost like you should be able to skate backwards and play defense if something was to happen like that. If you if your defenseman goes into the offensive zone, you should know you have to drop back. So in football, there's not a whole lot of that going on. When you know a play goes wrong, you don't see like um, play goes wrong. There's not a time where a player can really switch positions in that ten seconds or five seconds, whatever it is. But also in comparison to football and hockey, I like how the preparation before games is similar. Like you have practice, then you go in and you have film. You study film on each individual player's um, habits and um, the things that they do. So both sports are similar in how you prepare for games, I think, a little bit. I'm actually really glad you brought up preparation as well. you know, you see, uh, you, you know, obviously, yeah, you got to be prepared for next team. But, you know, football teams, they have, you know, at least four to five days, depending on when you play next, to prepare. Whereas, you know, hockey teams, they only have maybe a night to prepare for the yeah. next team. You know, there's, yeah. there's and, and that goes uh, along with, you know, um, uh, the – uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, you know, just the um, the athleticism of a hockey player is that they they they're going almost every other night, back to back nights sometimes. 
Whereas, you know, football players, they pretty much get a week off after they play these games. Also, I wanted to kind of bring this up, too, along with skating fast. With hockey players, you're, once again, that 20 to 30 miles an hour range, people. Like a saucer pass or a short, quick pass, it can be anywhere between 50 to 15 miles an hour. Like, within that range. So... It's either it's 50 miles an hour or it's 15 miles an hour, especially if you do like a shot pass to get a one. Yeah, big run. range there. Uh, yeah. So it can vary depending on who's passing it or what the play is set up. But still, you get those quick passes at about 50 miles an hour. That's just insane for them to get a, a one timer or just a little quick wrister right off it, with that flying at them. At about that cadence, basically. Oh, and yeah. Rifling off a 70-mile-an-hour one-knee slapper or something like that. Yeah. So, um, with all that being said, um, could a football player go from the gridiron to the ice? <laughs> Ask Larry Fitz- Fitzgerald how that went. Or Jalen Ramsey. Right. I mean, they I think could, there's a select said, few that could. Yeah, like Bo Jackson, I could see Bo Jackson. Bo knows. I I believe that <laughs> like through and through, bud. But no, um, it it's a lot different. I don't think that they could honestly. Yeah, maybe a corner quarterback, wide receiver, running back. But I couldn't imagine an offensive lineman trying to skate. That'd be pretty. Oh crazy. hell no! Or a defensive lineman, because once yeah. again, you've got you've got three hundred and fifty pounds of mass to try to put on little teeny tiny of metal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just like I said, we saw that with Jalen Ramsey, where he said, "Give yeah. me six months, I can be uh, playing pro hockey." Uh, he's strapped on the skates, man. Guy couldn't even stand upright, you know. So, I, I from so what I'm gonna say is yes, a hockey player could go from the ice to the gridiron way easier than a uh, football player could go and play the uh play hockey. Yeah, I would definitely 100% agree with that. Me too. Right. And I'm curious. This might be more of a soccer question, but I wonder if it would be harder coming back from a two-touchdown differential or coming back from a two-goal differential in hockey. Uh, have that might be more of a soccer question. It's really, it's really hard to figure that out just because like both sports move so fast and any given moment is a scoring play. Right. So, yeah. And uh, you've, you've got, got the you've defense also got... that can... Yeah, snag the ball from the air, and then all of a sudden they can march it down for a touchdown or something like that. And you've yeah. also so. got to you've also got to look at the you know the scoring. Obviously, I mean, yeah, uh, football is a multi-point scoring. I mean, the only time you only get one point is a, a field goal after, and you have to score a touchdown, which is six points. Yeah, you get that. And there's also a goalie in the end zone or just a big space in the back of the field. Well, in general, though, um, depend irrelevant of how many points are related to the score that you just made, there's more scores in a game of football than there are in a game of hockey. Ooh, good point. 
like yeah. the amount of scoring plays. You know what I mean? There's way more in football than hockey. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Uh, well, in that case, um, yeah, I got to say, um, hockey still kind of trumps it. Oh, 100%. So, Bryce, you brought up soccer. Let's move on. I mean, uh, beautiful points there, Ross. Love it. So, Daniel, you want to take us down the old uh, soccer path now? Sure. So, I mean, I looked at this sport to kind of, like, see how it related to the other ones we were talking about as well from even just a philosophical point of view. Like, you've got an arena and you've got two goals and you're trying to score on them and you've got players and you've got a an object that needs to go in that goal to complete that scoring play. And how do they go about playing their sports? And basketball is interesting because like that involves the player physically touching the element in this case their hand is on the basketball and in soccer you've got the player physically touching the ball which is with their foot and in hockey you've got the player using a puck to score a goal but it's an extension of their arm using a piece of equipment so I looked at this as like a hand-eye coordination, like it would relate to basketball or baseball, and then a foot-eye coordination, like it would with soccer. And I was really impressed with the hockey athlete because in their game, similar to soccer in a way too, like it's not like during your upright play, you're allowed to use your hands all that much in hockey. So I would say like what, I looked at when I was looking at the hockey player, I was really impressed because they had to have hand-eye coordination from the way that they stick handle with the puck. And they also kind of have to have hand-foot coordination because when the puck is in their feet and even other plays that they make, um, they're definitely involved with using their feet for that. And I mean, another example of that is you guys probably watched the way that the players warm up before they hit the ice. They're usually kicking around a soccer ball uh, just to practice yeah, their was... hand-foot coordination and stuff, stuff like that. So there's definitely, I'm not saying like the hand-foot coordination is the same in a hockey player as it is in a soccer player. That's absolutely false. I'm just saying there's components that exist in both. And I was also really looking at like the way that the sports um, – played themselves out and how you would prepare for that. And in a soccer game at the absolute most, you're going to have 90 minutes. And then I think in world cup play, it's two 45 minute uh, overtime periods because that's called um, silver goal style. So at most you're basically preparing for a 90 minute game followed by what could be, I guess like another 45 minutes total or something the point that I, I i i wish i knew the like total times but it totally depends on the soccer event that you're playing but the point is that like there's a even at the international like for the championship go for it all level there's a finite amount of time that your sport will be played for that is absolutely not true with hockey you might have a game that will last quadruple overtime 
and you have more players to reserve from. I'll get into that in a second. But as a hockey player, you go about preparing for a certain really important match, knowing that despite how your sport is played, you have to have good fitness for a very long extended period of time or else your team's going to lose. So I was very impressed with the hockey athlete for that because this is where the sports start to be a little different. Like with soccer, you're kind of on the field the whole time. And soccer is very much uh, an aerobic sport. Like it's, it's more like you're running the entire time. You definitely don't run full speed, flat out, for 90 minutes straight absolutely not you definitely have specialized positions like forwards and defenders like you have with hockey but for the most part you while you don't have like these 45 second bursts max like you would out of a hockey player followed by like a two minute rest um and soccer is more like 90 minutes of running with a break at 45 um the while the two sports are different the amount of how you spend that energy is very interesting to look at like ross and others have brought up you're running uh sorry you're skating in a hockey game for you know sometimes about five miles worth of distance and in soccer you can run for double that like very easily so i give a lot of respect to the soccer player for being able to keep up that amount of time but the nice thing is with soccer players, when you're not involved in the play, while you can't substitute yourself off, you're also not a deterrent to your team for catching your breath. The play has moved on. It's now in the offensive zone and you're less required to be involved with the play as a defender. So you can kind of like not line change like you can in hockey, but you can easily, not easily, but I want to say there's many opportunities to catch your breath. So I really looked at then like the, the amount of force on the athlete and the amount of uh, energy required to just play a game. And I was very like, again, and I got to give it to the hockey player. Like soccer is a contact sport. Uh, all the sports we're talking about are contact sports in one way or another, but there's no way that any two soccer players come together on the pitch equal the same amount of contact that two hockey players experience. There's no way that two soccer players running at each other at full speed is anywhere close to the kinds of hits that we see in hockey. There's a reason why concussions are the same or very on par between both sports because of like, the amount of contact on the head um but the amount of actual force that goes into any experience between the two sports is is by far and away much more grueling on the athlete in hockey than it is in soccer and i so like overall what i'm trying to say is like from the physical exertion point of view like how you have to go about preparing the hand foot eye coordination the uh, amount of physical contact involved and the way that you're able to experience the amount of distance you do your sport and how you catch your breath over time, hockey, easily hockey. And so I was just like, you know what? 
that's the physical ask. What about the skill ask? You know, so I was like, let's let's look at how these things are play themselves out. I think one of the coolest plays in soccer is a free kick and that that team chemistry and being involved with like shaping the ball, bending it like Beckham style, like getting in in that top corner, like the amount of skill involved with doing that is top notch, like really, really hard. Is it any harder than a defenseman taking the puck that's passed to him by another person instead of at a stationary point and trying to direct the opposite spin of that to then the opposite corner that goes bar down to beat the goalie that's challenging you on the angle. Not sure. I'm I'm not a soccer player, so I don't know how hard it is to bend it around defenders. But what I will say is there's a distinct advantage over talking to your teammates before you do it and setting up the play ahead of time and being able to do it from a stationary point of view instead of while you're working around defenders that are moving constant speed and everything. So, you know, on that point, I think like a while smaller the skills, Yeah. While the skills might be different, I certainly think that that particular type of shot is is harder where i like the creativity of both sports really coming into play is things with um passing and one of the unique things with soccer versus hockey is like hockey is a definite definitive line of blue line like this is now offside and with soccer it moves like the the way that you become offside is if your forward is ahead of the last defender when the pass is made. So you can move the players around the league um, in a better way to kind of, in soccer, to kind of be creative. But one of the other, like, kind of, I guess, want to say similarities there is area passing in hockey. So you might do a cross pass with soccer where you're, like, passing it to an area for your player to run to. You absolutely do the same thing in hockey you're trying to manipulate the field of play so that there's an area that someone hits with a burst of speed that will pass you past the defenders that is exactly what soccer is mainly about on an offensive sideline point of view and that's exactly what hockey is becoming with the speed of the sport how you enter the zone and where you leave that pass for a player to then take over their skill from there so I was, I was again like, yeah, there's a shitload of creativity with bending that ball and passing to certain areas and stuff, but I also see it in hockey. And the thing about hockey that's really interesting is there's more angles involved with that. There's less uh, playing area to do that in. And so you can either do a saucer pass or you can do an icing, but your player's like just going so fast down the other end that it'll bounce off the wall out to the center of the ice and they'd have a scoring opportunity. I saw it all the time between the Sedins watching games growing up. So I know that like those two skills exist, but where I also give the advantage is hockey because you're doing it on a smaller playing field with more movement happening at any one time and still being asked to, you know, kind of keep it on side at a finite space instead of manipulating the defense to get a big amount of space to be open for you. So 
you know, overall, again, when, when we start breaking down the skills, like I just, I know that it's really hard with your foot to direct a ball to a specific area of the net, even on a free kick. But it's guys, it's, if you've never played hockey and you're only a soccer player, it's really effing hard to have a breakaway on a goalie and have the skill involved to shoot it exactly where you know the open net is too. So I don't know which one's specifically harder. I'm just saying these challenges exist in both sports. So it's subjective is, is my point as to which one is maybe harder to pull off. So I look at like the overall picture here and I look at the skills involved, the physical involved, and I'm just like, try me, man. Like you want to, you want to put toughness up against this. Okay. Go for it. Like you guys flop around on the field, like it's your job and you practice it. Whereas in hockey, you'll, you'll, you get props from your team for doing the opposite by standing in front of galvanized rubber and breaking your ankle and getting your earlobe skated off uh, and then stitched back on and coming back into the game later on. It's, it's a complete, like, I understand that soccer is built off of, like, dramatizing the foul to make sure that the ref sees it to then make the appropriate call. That is, that is one, that is a strategy. I, I completely respect that. Because in hockey, you want to make sure the ref sees the call when he just high-sticked you and you're going to lose a tooth because of it. So you definitely can see hockey players exaggerate the call like you can with soccer here's two kind of main differences there's no way that the drama that goes on in hockey is anywhere close to what happens in soccer first of all number two you actually get penalized in hockey if you over like act it's called embellishment there is no such really penalty scene in soccer as a as a consequence so there's no punishment for being over dramatic like there is in in hockey so you end up with like these people flopping around more than i flip my pa uh, pancakes and you have hockey <laughs> players that don't know like how not to be hardcore and tough so when you add in all of this shit i'm just sorry like there's no way the soccer is the athlete requirement of hockey Right. Yeah. All very relevant, good points. Um, but one, one, one comparison I want to oh, point huge, out is yeah. how both sports are just like a giant game of keep away with the ball or the puck <laughs> until you find that opens point of attack. Yeah. It's really fun puck to watch. Possession, yeah. time of possession, totally relevant. You're right. Yep. And I, I, the one thing I do want to add to that embellishment thing is that, yeah, hockey players get punished on the ice and off the ice. Uh, they uh, uh, In the last few years, the, the league has implemented like a $5,000 fine for embellishment. Uh, we've seen P.K. Subban yes. fine for it a couple yes. times. And um, I, it's it, Corey yeah, Perry. There's, there's a huge. There's a, <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling that was coming up. Shots fired. Shots fired. Uh... <laughs> but I mean, yeah, there's there's a complete different attitude when it comes to stuff like that. Uh, when you look at um, 
soccer and and hockey, and uh, it's a huge thing to bring up, and uh, all really good points, Daniel. And uh, another thing, uh, yeah, that uh, Bryce um, brought up as well is the size of the nets are just beyond uh, different. I mean, you've got uh, most goalies these days, especially a, a, a guy like Ben Bishop, uh, and all his pads, there's, you know, you don't get a lot of daylight through any of that. So there's a lot more, I, I feel like there's a lot more skill that comes into it to try to actually put the puck in the net rather than a ball in a gigantic, you know, almost, you know, let's call it a, a like a, a one-room trailer of a goal yeah, that you have I, I agree with that, but, you know, the thing that I haven't, like crack the nut on here about that is like basketball the ball is barely smaller than the net and you see that thing go through it all the time hockey there's a way more amount of open space compared to a defender there the difference is your defender can react and move versus the net in basketball that stays the same shape but in soccer that net is fucking huge and yet the scores are sometimes lower than hockey so I yeah. feel like even though the net is huge, it's kind of like relative to the skill and different difficulty of the sport. Because a lot of time in soccer, even though the net is that gigantic, the defenders really swarm you in the box. Or when you're shooting from so far out, your angle at that point, by the time it gets to the net, need it to be that big. The the one thing that I think is like an absolute fucking farce with soccer is is like shootouts like what the fuck man like at that point it's like is the player gonna miss the net because that's the only way you don't score because at that point like come on you have a goalie in a gigantic thing how exciting is that compared to watching a breakaway well and i was also gonna make the comparison because there has been a couple small goalies here recently like enroth like and i Props to him because he has a lot more net that he has to cover. Yeah, same and with Jonathan. Instead Quick. of like yeah. exactly Jonathan Quick, I was going to bring up. Thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. There's those small guys that just cover the net, and I just feel that just that position is goalie. Like you can only jump so high to block a shot, you know, to where these guys are almost basically damn near doing acrobatics. And they're stopping the puck above their head with either their leg or their glove on the other side or a blocker all the way up or, you know. I just a lot more athleticism I, totally goalies in hockey than there is. Because oh, there's you got way big more. guys, you got way big guys more. and small guys, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> those, those sports are, like, way different. I mean... Uh, I I mean totally like goalie to goalie night and day man not even effing close dude like yeah it's it's also just nuts to me though that like you might have like a a shootout to win a game and you got to go down against a guy like the size of Peke Rene or Ben Bishop where on his knees he his head is above the crossbar so you're Still, like, yes, what exactly. the fuck am I yeah. supposed to do here, man? And like soccer, it's more like 
this guy with a fucking peacock colored glove so he can maybe visually distract you <laughs> the shooting there while like he goes the other way like come on now it's completely different yeah one thing about the sport that you know is really interesting to me is how much these guys are paid it's it's kind of fucking crazy so if you look at people like messi or uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, the two top players in the sport, these guys have contracts that are goddamn near close to, you know, half a million dollars, like more than half, I'm sorry, like more than half a billion dollars, you know, over like, if, and you're just like, holy shit. And you have NHL players who the minimum is like $500,000 to be an NHL hockey player. And I think and a minimum, it, it's crazy. Yeah, that's I not mean, even like all of their like sponsors as well. That's what they make from the fucking team, people. Yes, like, I mean they get they get free shit or just money from their sponsors as well for their Adidas or all of that. It's insane yeah. how much those those companies give to those soccer players. I'm happy you brought that up because, you know, a lot of international hockey teams do have a lot of ads and a lot of marketing going their way and endorsements and it's just as as an international sport sport as soccer is so it just kind of interesting when you see the pay grades um when they're so comparable well well i i mean i think soccer is a way more global game than hockey is though oh oh yeah of course of course so like i i don't want to i i i feel nervous about talking about like well if i've just spent 15 minutes talking about how it hockey athletes are better athletes do they deserve more money Mm -hmm. that's what i feel but from like a global market point of view like there's no reason i can really control all of that so it's like hard for me to really like say whether or not it's worth it but the other thing that boggles like just to put things in perspective for people around what bryce is saying um the the common premier league game in soccer draws more viewership every game than the super bowl every game okay so so like americans stop thinking like that's the most global watched event every year it is for north america but not in the world we're talking like every weekend for eight to ten weeks of the year it's a super bowl type viewership going on okay so sit sit down all right but yeah for the money involved with these athletes is insane um and and same with football and same with baseball hockey definitely falls behind in all regards no matter how you slice up the money but our unfortunately i think what we're trying to do here is give these athletes in hockey like a shitload more credit like you should watch hockey these guys are fucking incredible athletes and maybe if people started watching it we'd see the appreciation the viewership go up and then we could give these guys the money that they deserve because it's insane how athletic they are oh yeah but you know the same could be said bryce on the opposite point of that of like figure skaters like holy shit you're talking about (laughs) some of the craziest most skilled people i've ever seen or gymnasts and you're like oh my god how do you do that with your body but they don't get paid like they should, you know. Yeah. Um, Not unless you're on 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 the front of a Wheaties box, and that's I mean. Oh yeah. You know. <laughs> uh, I mean, does 
Does anybody even eat Wheaties anymore? Like, <laughs> I eat total. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a brand guy. I'm a brand guy. Uh, all brand all day, baby. Oh, like, yeah. Special well, that, and I just feel that, like, once again, that stadiums are built to, like, hold, like, going to, like, how much of, like, a world-renowned sport it is. Like, the international stadiums are huge. Like, it's nothing compared to, like, the Dick Sporting Good Complex and stuff that we have here out in Colorado. No, you can oh, like fit, the like, World Cup. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they make a new stadium every year for that fucking thing. Yeah, so like, but you can fit like two or three like football stadiums of people in that yeah. stadium. Basically, like that's how much of a, there is of a love of a for the sport around well, yeah, the and, world. Yeah, and just and like I mean, the point you made Ross like the fandom is just out of control. You know, like. Football, you know, and like hockey, I mean, yeah, we have these crazy fans and stuff, like some diehard fans, but when you look at soccer, oh my, like, good God, man. It, it, like, oh, yeah. You, you get, like, riots every year. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, even uh, like co-worker Pedro. Yeah, my co-worker Pedro, like, they're not allowed to do this cheer or chant at the soccer stadium, but they still do it down in Mexico. But they just literally yell, Puto! The whole stadium. That's like 50-plus thousand people like yelling that at a guy for a free kick. Like, the team still gets fined, but they let them do that still. Like, that's like how much of dedication they have. They, they don't care. It's, um, yeah, they love their soccer. Yeah, and it's cool that both sports also adopted the World Tournament. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, well, you know, we just had that episode about, you know, the World Juniors, and yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. totally true. It's great. It's great that, you know, uh, they, they do have a uh, showcase of, like, world athletes playing the, the sport, and, I mean, yeah, obviously hockey's not as, like, prominent, but, I mean, it is cool. That is a very cool correlation that they do involve all of the world and the world's uh, athletes that play the sport. So, yeah, that's a great point, Bryce. All right, so that's all I got for soccer. Hopefully I gave hockey a leg up, though. I, I, I course, you know, honest, honestly, I, I'm going to have to agree. Yeah, hockey's definitely got the leg up uh, again with soccer. I mean, you, uh, you made some yeah. incredible points as well. And so, I mean... Every- I mean Every hockey player can mess around with the soccer ball, but I'm not sure if every soccer player can put on a pair of skates. You know, so. we're all we're all tiptoeing around the subject, no pun intended. Yeah. Uh, but like, yeah, none of us have really brought up the point. Like, oh, and by the way, our athletes skate. Yeah. You know, like it's all of this plus on blades of ice that require edges and shit. You know, blades of ice, blades of steel. You goofy <laughs> man. <laughs> Deep in two beers or two beers deep. I can't make up my mind. Sorry. <laughs> right. Wow. Or are yeah, they deep like, in you? Oh. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> thoughts. Well, my thoughts were, you know, um, just bringing up the whole uh, aspect of, you know, being uh, like skating. 
it's kind of plucking the little hanging fruit. That's what that is. So, uh, you know, I mean, obviously, true. All, 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 all four of us could be like, yeah, well, and we do it on fucking ice. So, but I mean, yeah, the, the we fact keep, is, keep that, reiterating I mean, that. Yeah. Well, we and, are because it's an important factor, I think. Oh yeah. And I, and I, it is extremely relevant, but I mean, I, I did, I do really enjoy the uh, points that you get uh, that all of us have made. Uh, despite that fact. Right. You know? We're not using it as our crutch here. No. Yeah. But I, I, what, then we can get off the soccer thing. I, the only thing that I can compare almost hockey and soccer, almost like the same exact is the curvature of the sticks. And you mentioned the shaping of the ball, Daniel, like, that's how the those yeah. players can like get a hand up and stuff like that, and just to have that know how and just like, oh, I want it this way and that way. Like you're utilizing the actual object that you are shooting with or scoring with. You're utilizing that to its full potential in a sense. Yeah, and you know, thanks for bringing that up because it reminded me to give soccer players a lot of props here, like. You know when you're trying to do like tic-tac-toe in hockey, but you rarely see it get pulled off because as the puck is going from player A to B to C, there's a lot of spin involved with that puck that is hard to see. Exactly. And yep. that's that's what's going on with soccer players as well. Like it's really hard without first doing a uh, like a like a trap of the ball, reposition, pass across. Um, it's the same with hockey. Like it's way easier to accept the pass, do a stick handle, therefore controlling the spin that you now know, and then giving it off to the next person. So both athletes in that respect, like really need to know the physics of their sport really well in order to keep the play moving and flow going. Yeah. Which I mean, you can either give it to the soccer or the hockey players because soccer, you feel it more in your foot when you shoot that ball off or you pass it yeah. with a little bit more English and stuff like that. Yep. Same with hockey. You kind of have to know what the give and go going back to what I said with, you don't know if a pass is going to be 15 or 50 miles an hour, you know, right. depending on how close it is. So that, that all depends with the physics and all of that yep. and then how you release it as well. So I always thought that was an interesting fact with soccer is that you you can shape the ball for a free kick along with rugby. You can do that for a free kick as well. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Basically, yeah. Like, you, do you guys remember that scene in Mighty Ducks where, like, Gordon Bombay is teaching the kids to accept a pass using eggs? You know? Yes. And, yes. like, they... Soft they, they soft yeah, soft hands, hard. right? And it's amazing because that is absolutely what's happening at the pro level. They're accepting the pass and moving it on, but it is happening so damn fast that it just looks like all they're doing is going slap, 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 slap. And yeah. it's just incredible that there's that much movement at such a finite, like microscopic level. Like it's cool. Oh, yeah. And the way that they cup it with their feet and even hockey players with their actual stick, like they still keep that cadence. Right. Or if you're Andrew Shaw, you, 
<laughs> you still can do <laughs> headers into the net. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. I fucking hate Andrew Shaw. God bless you for bringing that. Oh uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> but it is. What's really cool is that you can see someone juggle a soccer ball, and that's pretty fucking mesmerizing. Then Incredible. You see, like, yeah. People like 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 Zegris, for example. If you saw any of his yes, highlights, of I was sport, about any to of, bring like, him up. It yes. is so cool to see him like just mess around the puck and juggle the puck around. Some of these toe drags and these new Michigan like hybrid moves are coming up with. They're just insane. Yeah, there's there's a really. I'll I'll just interject here with like a really funny quip about Gordy Howe. So he did a uh, a NHL All Star game in the '80s where. Everyone thought he was like a magician. What he did is in warmups, he tied his uh, a piece of string between the puck and his stick. So he was like doing all this crazy stick handling and people were like, how the fuck is he doing that? And he was just trolling everybody. <laughs> I think I remember that when that happened. And that is, those are funny clips to watch. <laughs> That's anyway. interesting. That's like some like Harlem Globetrotter shit, and that's a basketball team. Speaking of our next sport, hey Oh yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's uh, let's uh, um, I'll take the uh, I'll take the reins then. Um, so basketball. I mean, we all we we're all pretty uh, familiar with basketball. I mean, you you know you got the dribble, you got you get the dribbling the Harlem Globetrotters, which is you know a great show for everybody. Um, so go. This one's this one was a little difficult just um, just because I mean yeah there's there's a lot of uh, similarities yet um, it's a um, it's also a very different game um, obviously like uh, it's it's really similar I mean obviously stick handling compared to dribbling can't take the puck and carry it can't take the ball and carry it I mean it's all really similar so what I really wanted to kind of focus on was the uh, was the um, kind of like the headspace behind the two uh, the two the two sports? Like I mean, um, I, and I'll, and I'll get into a lot more uh, depth here. But uh, what I really want to first focus on is the dedication to the sport and uh, the way the way these two athletes present themselves in public. And in uh, you know the fans and stuff like that. And um, first thing I want to I want to talk about is you know injuries and playing with injuries. As as we've all as as we've all noticed several times. I mean, throughout the Stanley Cup playoffs, throughout the throughout the season, there's always these very hardcore detrimental injuries that you know players almost seemingly just play through without even you know without a second thought. And in yeah. basketball, it's just so incredibly different. I mean, you've got a guy that you know stubs his toe in the in the playoffs, and I mean these are the playoffs. You want to be in the game to be playing, like to win a championship. Yet you've got these guys that are stubbing their toes, or you know they they jam their thumb, and they're out for the rest of the playoffs. And whereas in hockey, you know you truly have these guys that. Uh, once the playoffs are over, these injuries come out. I mean, just let's take, uh, for instance, uh, Patrice Bergeron. For um, he's the perfect example of it. This guy always seems to get beat up in the playoffs. And um, uh, one of the year that they won the Stanley Cup, it turns out he had a broken thumb. 
two broken ri- uh, ribs, and um, and uh, 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 not not only that, but uh, Sean Thornton had uh, completely played on a broken leg through the majority of that series. But then you've got these basketball players who are being paid way more to play in these games and to you know uh, dedicate their time and their body to these sports, and it just seems to me, and I mean just seeing these kind of injuries that um, basketball players really sustain and then they're out for so long. It's, it's, there's just no, there's, I just, it, to me and the way I look at it, there's just truly no dedication to the sport. And I, that may I mean, just, sorry, go ahead. I didn't no, mean that, to. No, that uh, I was just about to say that that may just be me. I mean, um, you know, I've 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 jammed my thumb before, but I mean, it's not like I'm going to sit out when I'm trying to win a championship. You know. Well, no, and I was even going to bring up like uh, Zdeno Chara, the uh, what was it when he broke his jaw? The next day, he was back from you know the surgery and everything having his wire yeah yeah and he's still playing hockey he he could have probably shattered his jaw again as well like even worse but he still goes out there with a wired i think it's safe to say that it's hard to beat an a hockey athlete in terms of toughness and grit yeah and um, well, and that's just one thing I, I really wanted to just get out of the way before I move on. Do you mind if I just quickly comment on that, though, just to oh, kind well. of add to it? Because I want to give basketball players a little bit of credit here, only from the standpoint that, like, the reason I think that you have a huge payment disparity in the NBA is because you've got about five to seven players on your team that you need fundamentally at any given time in basketball and are going to be playing most of your minutes in a game versus in hockey where even your highest paid forwards to give you most of your offensive production are going to tap out at about one third of the total time played in the game. So I think what ends up happening is that explains the contract and um, the pay amount. But what... Oh, no doubt. What I what I love that you brought up is just like the overall toughness. I think what's concerning is with then them sitting out if they have like a jammed thumb is then I just think that maybe they feel like it's not about them playing through the pain because they absolutely could. It's just because they would eat up a lot of minutes playing through the pain and therefore maybe not so great for their team compared to like Zidane Chara who can play through the pain of a broken jaw, but also is going to log upwards of only 50% of the total game time. So it's just an interesting perspective on that whole injury and toughness front, but I still know, and I, I feel very convicted about this, that um, the hockey player is a tougher athlete than the basketball player. Oh, most definitely. And um, another thing I kind of focus on is the playing speed of the two sports. It's it's clear, you know, basketball's. I mean, there's a lot of movement, yet there's still um, there's still a lot of t- uh, more time for or 
for other players to really react to what's going on. You know, you've got you've got a, a you know the guy carrying the ball, and you know he, he'll he'll sit he'll sit at the uh, the three point line and just wait and wait. You know, uh, but they do have the shot clock and everything, which is completely different. And and so I guess there is some sort of hurriedness to it. Yet, um, I just I I don't see the uh. What's the word I'm looking for here? The uh, readiness to react, like how hockey players really react to what's happening in um, during the actual game time. If 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 that makes sense. Yeah. No. Well, and even if going back to in that sense with football, you've got a play clock that you've got to adhere to as well. Right. So I mean that's kind of to add to that facet that you have to either do like, I don't know if you guys have watched the last dance and how Phil Jackson built that team. Like the triangle offense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's, it helped a lot in them winning so many like championships. And also I want to bring up the fact that, what NBA are we like going to compare it to as well? Because there's like back when Isaiah Thomas and the Bullets and or uh, the Pistons—that's what it was—with Dennis Rodman, were they beating guys up on the actual court compared to nowadays, where they don't even do that hardly at all? And yeah, that's another thing I wanted to bring up is that, um, you know, we have these two different NBAs, really. I mean, yeah, you want to go back to like uh, pre uh, pre aughts basketball where it was truly a more tougher game. There were more, there was a lot more physicality that went into the sport, as uh, whereas today's basketball, it's, um, I mean, you hardly touch a guy, and uh, he, uh, and there's a foul, you know, and that's basically two awarded points, you know. Um, whereas hockey is, you've got to work your ass off to at least even get a chance to get to the net. That's a chance. I I love yeah. that point because to me, I think that basketball is actually a very physical game. I think there's certain players that really need to like find their space to pull up and take a shot. A lot like players in hockey fight for battles in front of the net. But I think that the main like differentiator between then the two of them in that respect is just um, how, how you put it, Cody, just the way that they can go about, um, scoring after that like there's a lot more that's going to get not called in hockey towards your like literal goal compared to what will occur in basketball before they're like nope that's not allowed therefore stoppage of play and that would have been in so take shots instead you know um so i love that point cody because like both maybe like maybe i don't see it the same as you in terms of the physicality, but in terms of like the amount of effort towards scoring or something before it's like a foul or whatever, totally agree. Totally, totally agree. 
Yeah, and and let's let's uh, let's be honest. I mean, the hand-eye coordination in basketball is absolutely there. Like we uh, we said it earlier. I mean, it to get uh, that that big ball and the small little hoop. I mean, is nothing short of a miracle in in some senses. Uh, in oh, especially sexually. when you sink a three, dude. Yeah, especially from like this. Yeah, especially from like distance and stuff. I mean, and um, and th- there goes another point where, yeah, I mean, you have to have an incredible amount of accuracy to be able to do that. But uh, there, there is uh, something to be said for hockey as well. I mean, the way it, some of the shots made by hockey players to squeak it through, what, uh, maybe four inches of space while being – uh, uh, being uh, bared down on by you know another guy that's just looking to take your head off. It's it, I mean, I just I, I feel like um, hockey has so much more of an effort base that um, can't, um, basketball really can't compare to. Well, I like the way that you phrased that because, like, I think it's maybe a, it's a tough target to take a ball and put it through a hoop, but you're usually doing that in an uncontested way. And in hockey, you do build your game around giving that player an open shot and look at the net, but it's usually a fraction of a second and it's pretty much the way it's quote-unquote uncontested is still like, with some kind of contestion. You know what I mean? Like you don't have like an open look like you do in basketball a lot of the time. And I would say the same thing about golf. Like I think golf is probably the ultimate in terms of that next level in terms of smaller ball, smaller hole type situation. But again, it's uncontested. So you're allowed as the player to spend all the time ahead of your shot, factoring in wind uh, your lie and all the other things that go into a golf shot while not being pressured by some competition bearing down on you. That is never the case with hockey. You're never like the players that don't make it to the NHL are the ones that take too long to shoot the puck, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm and another, another point I really want to uh, just kind of like bear down on here is, I mean, I, you got to give it to NBA players. I mean, it's um, it's in a smaller space than hockey. I mean, every every other sport that we've been talking about, you you have so Truth. much more space to deal with than hockey. But this is the one the one sport that you deal with less uh, space. So you do have that. Le- you also do have that less like timing almost. So I mean, there is still the creativity and the reaction part about it. Uh, but once again, I mean, um, guys in gigantic uh, equipment uh, really take up a lot of space in the end. And um, yeah, uh, so I mean, the creativity and reaction time is it's very similar. So I mean, you got to give basketball players that. And I mean, um, the last the the only last thing I really have is the athleticism. I mean, obviously. Uh, we've said it a million times. I mean, uh, how much, how much do, do basketball players really uh, exert effort compared to hockey players? Yeah, I, I mean, 
there's kind of like some half truths to that. I mean, there is effort on the basketball because I did play basketball. There is. Oh yeah, me too. You know, but it's you do exert that effort, and you have to keep that consistency throughout the whole game on the offensive and defensive side. So it, it, that's where I kind of see it like hockey in a sense. Because yeah. you've got, God, you've got, like, if you look back, guys, Scottie Pippen, um, Dennis Rotman, Jordan, even Larry Bird, Magic, they were good on either side of the ball. And even, yeah. like, Allen Iverson and Mello and stuff like that for nowadays, and even Steph, Steph Curry, like, they're good on multiple, like, levels well, with the, the ball. ball. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's the stuff that those guys pull out of their hat, it was just like, what? Even Kobe, rest in peace. Like, he was, I'm sorry, I don't like LeBron James. I feel Kobe was a much superior player. Triggered. And he learned a lot more from Triggered. Jordan. <laughs> no, no, not even. But Kobe learned a lot more from Jordan than LeBron ever did. And that's what made him more proficient at the game of basketball. Cause he understood how to play the ball in both ways. Right. And I mean, that's another correlation to hockey is that, uh, you know, um, what that's different, that differs from, you know, uh, baseball and football is where you like you, uh, you have to think of, the game in both capacities, just as hockey, you know, you, yeah. you have to think about um, offense as much as defense at any time. So, and, and yeah. that's it. And that's another, you know, that's, that's something I also uh, really appreciate, appreciate about basketball players here. Like Cody, can I ask you like to play devil's advocate here on this point about like physical exertion and stuff is, um, do you think that the hockey player physically exerts themselves twice as much as a basketball player? Like 200% a basketball player? That's that's a good question. And I, honestly, I'm going to have to say yes. I mean, ju- especially just, uh, just, just how purely physical the sport of hockey is and I mean, I hate to I hate to lay on the skating point, but yeah, you you are uh, you you need that like uh, extra amount of power to just even play as fast as the sport is, along with the physicality. And uh, I, I I would say so. I mean, okay, um, yeah, we, you, you know, you do have like the um, forty-five second shifts and all that, but you're going the entire time. On, on yeah, the, the reason the reason I ask that is because the average time of like a superstar basketball athlete in a 48 minute basketball game is going to be around 40 minutes and the superstar hockey player is going to be around 20. And so I was like how, you know, to your point about how in any given time I think a hockey player is exerting more effort, I agree. But then when you look at, like, how much more minutes a basketball player logs than a hockey player, the only way that then the hockey player is going to win is if during the time playing, they're exerting, like, twice the effort. And one of the ways that I really look at that, and I, I, I believe you, 
I don't know if I'm like a hundred percent there, but I'm, I'm leaning there is like when you're like setting up a play in basketball, you have the basketball player dribbling in front of the other player and like maybe moving your body around a little bit in hockey, you're battling for the puck. You're in the corner. You're like using mm. a lot of your energy to make that happen, you know? So I, what I'm getting at is like, I agree with you because I think even though like it's 50% less game time for a given athlete, the time spent is like double the exertion. Yeah. The, and that's exactly it is like uh, just the way you put it. I mean, you're battling for that puck the entire time you are in the corners getting roughed up and, uh, you know, slashed and checked and just over and over just being beat upon. And, I mean, that takes so much of your energy and so much effort to stay on your skates to uh, hopefully, you know, uh, retain that puck. And, I mean, where whereas basketball, I mean, you have these, like, easily – out of like you can easily go out of bounds and there's your break for at least 10 15 seconds yeah yeah and whereas whereas a hockey shift like i said earlier can last up to like two to three minutes depending on where you're playing and, and what's happening in the game right no and that's completely true like you see guys that buckle down in the NBA and they know their spot and they know their role. And that is the same with hockey as well. Like they know that they're going to be the guard, the point guard. That's their role for that whole entire segment of that whole entire play. Yeah. And I mean, um, you could, you could say pretty much the same, uh, about hockey, but the uh, like you know the game evolves in, uh, in inside of a game, and it, and roles evolve and roles devolve, and it's it's always it's it's a heads up sport, it's a blast sport. So I just um, I, I feel pretty steadfast in saying that abs- um, hockey just uh, there's way more exertion of energy. I yeah. agree, especially when you look at, you know, what happens when, with fouls. I'm going to bring up the penalty um, issue again. It's when you get fouled, you literally get to, like, have a chance at scoring points. And you get a free shot, like an and one, yeah. all these things. And just like, well, in hockey, you get a penalty, you're really, like, hurting your team. There's more energy being exerted trying to kill off a penalty and also trying to score a goal. Um, but in a different comparison, too, it's like, you know, basketball is really played like, really hard in the fourth quarter. I'm not sure if you've been to a lot of, like, basketball games or anything like that, but even in college, you, the game is mm-hmm. just so right. calm during throughout the whole entire game, but the fourth quarter hits. Yeah, That's totally. what people really want to yep. play, and that's when it becomes exciting. When in hockey, you know, it's a battle the entire time, like you said. Well Adam, put. So. Well put. Well put. Yep. Fuck, I had something else to say about like the uh, I did too what you were too, but I forgot. I fucking <laughs> forgot. <laughs> and I mean, um when it really comes down to it, I mean, yeah, dribbling, uh, you know, I mean I, I've I've played, you know, youth basketball like for a couple of seasons and I mean I never really had a terrible time learning how to dribble. 
But I mean, stick handling, it, I feel like it takes so much more hand-eye coordination to really, uh, uh, you know, kind of handle, for the uh, lack of a better yeah. word. Uh, yeah, dribbling a ball with your hand versus, like, introducing a new tool that you need to practice around, for sure. With a smaller ball to boot, like with a puck, basically, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah and a lot of the, both sports, you know, require a lot of action in, in your wrists, like shooting the ball yeah. or stick handling. It's a lot of wrist work. Oh yeah. So I mean, in in my in my humble opinion, it's it's got to be hockey again. I wonder how many hockey yeah. players can dunk. Oh. I mean, <laughs> Well, well, you look at Rick Nash. I mean, Rick Nash was an incredible basketball player, but yep. also a very incredible hockey player. Yep. Did you guys know he was actually uh, thinking about going pro in soccer as well? Or Steve Nash. I'm sorry, Rick Nash was his uh, uh, brother, brother-in-law? Oh, yeah, I'm yeah, getting the Nash yeah. is confused. No, well. I think Same. we all Steve just Nash. did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, well, yeah, I pop off Rick Nash. No, nobody said anything, so I'll keep going. But, yeah, Steve Nash, my, my, my bad. But, yeah, but, yeah. I mean, how many how many basketball players have you heard? Oh, yeah, well, you know, I just go play. I, I could play minor hockey, too. Yeah, that's why um... – if you ever watch that dunk contest with Amari Stoudemire and Nash, where he like heads the basketball back off the rim for Stoudemire to dunk, it's like, yeah, there's a reason Nash owns a good percentage of the Vancouver Whitecaps today. He's like a pro soccer player that decided to play basketball. Um, yeah, and and he, I know this too, Cody, because my roommate in university went to the private school called Shawnigan Lakes, where he went in Victoria, BC. And he said the same thing. He was like, dude, this guy was a fucking athlete. Like, that guy was good at hockey, too. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I, I after, after all we, after all we've really covered, I just, um, I think we made a pretty damn good, uh, argument about hockey being really the all-encompassing sport. I don't know. What do you guys think? I agree. 100%. I mean, that and lacrosse. I mean, those, the both hockey and lacrosse take skills, but definitely hockey wins overall. Yeah, I mean, and that's a really good point too, Russ. I mean, lacrosse is really, uh, it. Uh, you know, it's a it's a, it's a different, it's a different devil, you know. Yeah, there's a lot of people that consider lacrosse kind of like the hockey on land, though, and I yeah. see the comparison like in a lot of ways. But yeah, I still think that then that's where we get to lean back on the yeah, but this is that sport, but on ice situation. And yeah. Well, the devil's it in has the details, been. basically, almost. Yeah. I was really concerned, though. I, I, I was like, is this really the ultimate sport? And I was looking at the way those hips move on long-distance speed walkers, and I was like, mm, I don't know. They might have us. Not sure. Oh, yeah. 
I got the hippie, yeah. hippie shakes. Don't worry, <laughs> yeah. I found those too. Uh, I was thinking about uh, curling dude. itself is hard, man. Jeez, hurry hard! Oh wait, that's just hey, you yelling, hey. not actually hurrying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, well, man. You know, no, I agree. Yeah, uh, boys, I think we made a, a damn good point, and um, you know, honestly, I'd really like. Um, I would like to get, uh, you know, listeners and uh, uh, other fans of these sports. Oh, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe put in their, uh, you know, put in their opinions, and uh, we. I think this is a thing we'd really like to continue debating. Oh yeah, no. If you guys want to give input, toss it at us. Uh, I, we'll take it into consideration, definitely. Yeah, I, I want to hear all your opinions on all, yeah, like sports around the world. So yeah, like this is a total open forum, and we would love to hear your opinions. So I mean, I know uh, sport, sports bliss with Ro- uh, Rob and Chris would probably like to put, throw their hat into the ring. Just a quick shout out to them on Instagram. <laughs> but uh, um, but yeah, let's. Um, yeah, are you a skater hater or a master debater, sports bliss with Rob? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh great. don't even pump the brakes uh, on that, Dan Old. I could, love that every minute. Could not have said it any better. Could not have said it any better. Well, boys, I think we've got an episode here. Um, if if uh, there's anything else you guys want to put out in the air, I think we can start shout outs. Oh, I'd say let's shoot from the hip and. I'm your Huckleberry. Let's do some shout-outs. All right. Well, Ross, lead us into that one, man. Well, I want to give a shout-out to my girlfriend and uh, just all of our fans uh, for being so supportive and even friends and family. I know that they love tuning into this. Uh, my Beer Nation, Dog Nation. Um, but, no, I just love you all and just love doing this. Right on. Uh, Bryce, what you got? I just want to say shout out, you know, to you boys. This is a great conversation. Um, and shout out to my beer nation, um, dog nation, my friends, family, and to all the athletes out there, obviously. Um, all sports are awesome. This is why we have the podcast. So talking sports is just a passion. And so we appreciate every athlete out there. So great point. Yeah. Uh, what you got, BD? Yeah, well put, Bryce. I, I love that point and you know i just want to say shout out to our listeners we really appreciate you guys um listening through our debate and to cody's point let us know what you guys think of what we've said um also shout out the nhl is back baby we're having fun watching games and also looking over the fantasy hockey situation you know one of the things we got to get up and running is um the hat trick challenge situation for our Ooh, listeners too. So yeah, we need to get that up. And did, running. did that like die this year? Cause I went into my app and it was like error 404. And I was like, I'll 404 That's, you same here. like, same yeah. Here. Uh, yeah. They, uh, I've been, you know, I tried, uh, deleting and re downloading the app and it still hasn't been up. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. Maybe you know, we'll do like, you know, same with you, Cody, because yeah. I downloaded that this morning. Yeah. I was like, I thought it was a glitch in the system. And all of a sudden, it was like, oh, 
404. I'm like, he got a middle finger to my phone half asleep. I want to make my picks. Yeah. So like, yeah, I'm missing out on my hat tricks, bitch. You know, like no. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll definitely have to keep an eye on that. Uh, maybe we'll do like an office pools thing. And, we should uh, figure maybe... something out. Like maybe do like a pick 'em and announce like the winner every week or something. Like these are, yeah. the, you know, Ooh, yeah. I don't know, something like that could be kind of fun. Do a so, yeah, pick them uh, or something like that, Dano. Listeners, let us let us know. Challenge. Yeah, like what yeah, what we should do because we need a little bit of friendly competition going on during the hockey season now that it's back. So, um, that's my shout out, guys. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Yeah, and uh, for me, just to piggyback on what uh, Daniel said, uh, uh, cheers to everybody who joined our. Uh, Fantasy Hockey League, uh, I'm stoked to have oh, yeah. that uh, up and going. Uh, it's going to be fun. And uh, cheers uh, cheers to all the athletes, like Bryce said, and all our sponsors, um, uh, Dog Nation, Beer Nation, and thank you to you, the listeners. Uh, without you, we would probably just be talking to ourselves in a damp, dark uh, closet or something. So thank you. So uh, uh, without further ado, uh, V Horsh. Salut. Abiento. Bye. Let's try the damn thing, see what happens.